Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Book Club Niger podcast. My name is Ogechi. I'm one quarter of the Book Club Niger team. Um, before we continue, I want to sincerely apologize to each and every one of you, you know, for the break in transmission. I know we launched this podcast three weeks ago, but due to some unforeseen circumstances that are beyond our control, we could not put out content almost immediately. Um, secondly, our geographical location at the moment is not helping matters. It's a, it's a bit, bit of a challenge for all four of us. Femi is in Abuja. I'm in Harcourt at the moment. Tonya is in Lagos. And Tommy Lee is somewhere in the southwest too. So at the moment we're all not in Lagos and it's just it's um yeah it's a bit of a challenge. Anyway, so today I'm representing the team. I'm also going to apologize, especially this is a special apology to everyone that has been on the WhatsApp group, to all to everyone that is on the WhatsApp group. I want to say thank you for holding me down with us. Thank you to all our Twitter followers. To those of you that followed us on Instagram today, I want to say a very big thank you. Thanks for the support. Thanks for being here. So today we'll be reviewing Chimamanda Adichie's Americana. I'm sure to a whole lot of you, the book is not. It's the book is not. Um, the the name of the book or the title of the book doesn't come across as strange if you've not read the book you should i think it's highly recommended and um thirdly i'm going to apologize about this the quality of this audio it was it was last minute so a lot of editing didn't go into this so um americana is uh, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie's book. Um, it's a book, it's a powerful story about love, race, and immigration. It also has strong feminist themes. Now, um, I'm going to start with the summary of the book, then we're going to go into themes, and we discuss the characters, and um, yeah, that's it. And I would also love your feedback. You can tweet at us at the Book Club Niger. You can follow us on Instagram at the Book Club Niger. I would also post the WhatsApp link on, on the Twitter handle so you can join the WhatsApp and in you know, a WhatsApp group and follow the conversation. So let's start with a summary of the book. Now, Ife Melo is our pro- protagonist. Her full name is Ife Melo Nama. It's evil, meaning um, a good, a thing that happened in good times. Understand? So she's a young Nigerian woman living in Princeton, New Jersey, and decides to move to Nigeria after a breakup. She emails her first love, Obinze, while sitting in a hair salon. Now, this book was is divided into six parts. So, the summary of the part one is, Ife Melo is a Nigerian woman living in Princeton, and her primary source of income for the past several years has been her blog, which is about race and class. 
Now, but by the time the novel opens, she has decided to shut down her blog and move to Nigeria, where she has a job waiting for her at a women's magazine called Story. Now, in fact, she has already made the necessary arrangements. She's broken up with her boyfriend, Blaine, sold her condo, and shipped her car to Nigeria, all of which surprises her friends and family. Now, prior to that, Ikemelo has been living in America for 10 years, and to most people, it seems like she's you know, train her life away by leaving America to move to Nigeria. But if I'm being who she is, she's determined and then, you know, shows where she goes to this um, salon called Marama African Hair Braiding that specializes in black hair. And she meets this girl, Aisha, who has two evil boyfriends in spite of the large pink soles on her arms that look like the man starts to ooze at any moment. <laughs> and then irritated Ife Melo attempts to read, then sends a brief email to her ex-boyfriend Ubinze, who she affectionately affectionately calls Selena. And this is due to the fact that um, when he touched her in bed or when when he used to, when they were intimate, she her eyes are open but she really can't see anything due to pleasure he was giving her and stuff <laughs> very funny so part two in part two of the book obinze receives ifemelo's email while he's stuck in traffic in lagos he's now a successful businessman in nigeria and has a daughter Buchi, with his wife kosi he's amazed at a turn of events his life has taken and he loves his daughter so much Though he's coasting through his marriage, pretending to love Kosi, Ifemelu's emails throws him, stirring up old emotions just as moving has for her. Okay, now this part two of the book prompts um, Adiche to take readers back in time, relating the story of Ifemelu's life, how she was born in Nigeria in a town not too far from Isoka how devout a Christian her mother is, or her mother was, and how her father used to work for a federal agency until he gets fired for refusing to call his female boss mommy. So he can't find work and if Emilio's family lives in poverty. Now, meanwhile, Ansuju, who is if Emilio's cousin, I think, I'm not too sure. I know she's related. Becomes the mistress of one of um, the generals in Vegas who splashes her with money, with um, a lot of things. You know, the whole sugar daddy, sugar baby relationships. Now, he keeps her living in style and until during turns, uses the money she gets from the general to, you know, sort out the bills for Ifemelu and her family. Now, in spite of all this, Ifemelu continues to excel at school. Now, Ifemelu and Obinze meet as teenagers. Now, originally, Obinze is set up a gynecologist. Ifemelu is shy, quiet friend, but he prefers Ifemelu instead. Now, Diaz is a good match. Both are excellent students. Both enjoy reading. And, you know, they are very, very opinionated human beings. And um, part two also shows us into the life of Obizen's mother, a tenured professor at 
Nsuka University who encourages Obinze's love for books and um, now there's this rumor that's circulated in the book that his mother started a physical fight with another professor who is male but in reality the other professor struck her because he couldn't bear to be publicly accused of mishandling funds by a woman now this prompted her prompted her to take a two-year sabbatical in lagos which led to obinze and ifemele meeting and falling in love now their relationship is highly approved of obinze's mom although she's concerned about them having sex at such a young age and all that and part two of the book also um, tells us of how Obinze wanted to a- attend the University of Ibadan. You are a very prestigious school here in Nigeria because of J.P. Clark's poem, Ibadan. Now, J.P. Clark is still alive. He's a well-known poet from Bias, the state of Nigeria. Now, he changed his mind, however, when his mother suddenly collapses in the library. Now, he decides to enroll at the university at you know in Sukkar, that is University of Nigeria in Sukkar. and if Emily joins him out of love. Now unfortunately their time at the university is marked by frequent strikes by Asu and Ko. I'm sure a lot of us you know, that doesn't sound strange to many of us to the way that went to you know, Nigerians own state and federal universities. Now Many students decide to transfer to foreign universities, and if Femelu is one of those students, <coughs> excuse me, she takes the SATs and then enrolls with Ginica at a college in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And before she leaves, she and Obinze makes a plan. He's going to come to America as soon as he graduates. He would find some way to get a visa. They will be together. Not long after she arrives, though, Femelu breaks off contact because you know. Her life in America is hard, much harder than she expected. She has trouble finding work, and Antuji, with whom she stays in New York the summer before moving to Philadelphia, has to work three jobs while she studies for her medical exams. Now, finally, Antuji passes her exams, she becomes a med doctor, and Ifemelu starts school. Now, Ifemelu's experiences in New York have left her wary. Now, her scholarship is also partial, and there isn't enough leftover after tuition to cover the rent. And so, one day, she's desperate to pay rent, she accepts a job that involves relaxing a rich and sensitive tennis coach. She gives a hundred dollars to have sex with him. Afterwards, she feels dirty and cheap, and she's too ashamed to call Obinze. Or tell him what has happened to her in America is that she goes silent and doesn't speak to him for years. If you're familiar with ghosting, this shouldn't come as a surprise to you. This is what it means to ghost somebody. Now, thankfully, she receives a re-job offer shortly after the incident with a tennis player or tennis coach, rather. She's hired as a nanny for two children, Mogo and Tilo, whose mom, Kimberly overcompensate at times for her privilege do you understand so why working with why working for kimberly she meets cots you know kimberly's cousin he's with white well to do and if he falls in love with ifemele quickly 
uses connection to find her a job at a PR firm in Baltimore. She gets her hair straightened for the interview, but the harsh chemicals in the relaxant causes her hair to start falling off soon after she gets the job. And this this prompts Ifemel to make a decision to stop straightening her hair and instead grow it out naturally. Now, part three, the narrative shifts focus to Obinze and his life as an illegal immigrant in England. You know, in spite of Obinze's excellent grades and upbringing, he's unable to secure a visa and is forced to work under the assumed identity of Vincent, using an Englishman's natural insurance number and pay him a 30% cut of all earnings in exchange for this privilege. Obinze gets a job in a warehouse and starts saving up for a sham wedding which will earn him citizenship. But before he can save up enough, however, the English demands a 45% cut and turns Obinze into immigration authorities when he refuses. Now we move to the themes of the book. Now, Americana by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie has um, a lot of themes. It has strong themes on love, family, race, Americanization, education, and feminism. That on Americanization, it's um, in the context of the novel, America itself is a symbol of hope, wealth, social and economic mobility, and ultimately disappointment. Now, Everybody wants to go to America. It's the reason why a lot they have these almost every day in the news you hear immigration this, immigration that. So America is like the dream place to to live and you know, raise children in a place where someone who, who left his or her country with barely five dollars can come and suddenly tomorrow he or she is a millionaire and um now, if Emelu learns that the American dream is a lie and that um, the advantages she enjoys there often come at a great price. Now, her Americanization is slow but distinct and she gradually picks up the slang, adopts to, adapts to her environment and as she went ahead, she goes ahead to you know, adopt American politics. Now, her views on gender and race change because of this and her blog is devoted to is devoted to exploring the issue of race as a non-American black in America. Now she's called Americana when she returns to Nigeria, having picked up a blonde American way of speaking and of addressing problems. She resists this label, but it's obvious to the reader that the family years in America have changed her. Now education, education is an important theme in the novel. It detects where and when characters move and shapes their futures in unexpected ways. Now, Obinze and Ifemelu, for instance, apply to Nsuka University after his mom falls A, but frequent strikes on the part of Nsuka University's professors lead Ifemelu to leave Nigeria and pursue her education in America, where crushing student loans causes her to take a job with an unpleasant tennis coach who pays her for sex. Now, Ifemelu's relationship with the American education system is complicated because it both subjects, subjects her to a moment of racism and prejudice and enables her to pursue a career as a blogger. 
excuse me, her fellowship at Princeton is, you know, is a great example of this. Now, in the end, a good education isn't always enough, as evidenced by Obinza's failure to get a visa. Now, the novel makes it clear that luck and chance sometimes plays a big role in life as much as education. Now, family as a theme, Americana's main characters are all devoted to their families. The family has a difficult childhood, and as a result, she grows closer to Auntie Ju than to her mother and father. Although I I feel like one of the reasons why she grew closer to Auntie Ju and um, Obi's mother is because these women had this carefree and this freedom they enjoyed that she did not see in her mom. Like these women were women she she aspired to be like these were women she picked up certain certain um the women she admired. She didn't she didn't have that admiration for her mom because you know for some reason her mom wasn't exactly the poster child for feminist manuvers. Now <coughs> still on family now, um, Obinze, meanwhile, is raised by a single working mother and later goes on to marry and become a father. Now, in each of these families, the parents raise their children on their own, accepting little help from others. Now, in contrast, Kimberly's family in America relies on Ife Melo as a nanny, and Kimberly herself has less of a hand in the day-to-day lives of her children. That isn't to say that any of the structure is better than the others. However, each family is complicated in its own way. Now, on feminism, Ifem shows very high feminist traits, right? From um, when she was a teenager. Although I, I am. Um, I love how she, you know, takes her, you know, she takes, um, okay, um, and then there's feminism, would please, um, I will discuss only two themes for today. Now, let's move on to the characters if I lose the protagonist of America, she's born in Lagos, Nigeria, where she's raised in a small apartment by her mother and father. She has a difficult childhood. Her mother gets taken in by zealous evangelical church and begins an unhealthy habit of fasting until she gets sick. If Emily's father loses his job, as we've earlier, as I've stated earlier, at an unnamed government agency, and the family struggles to make ends meet. Now, in spite of all these obstacles, really, I'm so sorry about Ojo. And actually, in a really, like I said before, this is so last minute. So I'm not in my usual quiet area where I, you know, record and. The, the the audio quality is is a bit richer than this. I'm apologizing again with all this noise coming left, right, and center. My my mic, my recorder is um, the mic from my re- my recorder is a unidirectional, omnidirectional mic. So it's peak sounds from everywhere. Now, 
um, still talking, still on Ife Melo. Now, in spite of all these obstacles surrounding her, Ife Melo excels in school where she meets the love of her life, Obeze. Now, intellectually, the two are equals, but Obeze has had a more refined upbringing thanks to his mother. Now, these, mm, this makes Ife Melo drawn to both his body and his mind, and during their first sexual encounter, she's so overcome with emotion that she's unable to see the ceiling even with her eyes open. Now, this this is where her nickname ceiling, her nickname for him ceiling comes from. Now, Ife Melo commits to Obinze as a young woman, but is unprepared for a long distance relationship. Soon after arriving in America, she stopped responding to Obinze's letter. Like, she ghosted the guy as premium ghosting now she falls into a deep depression which is refuses to think as depression because she doesn't believe in the american habits of diagnosing every feeling as a kind of mental illness now nevertheless if emily becomes americanized as she gets to start becoming start picking up the slang puts on weights briefly straightens her hair and experiences true racism for the first time now as a result she's forced to identify as a non-american black and to contend with the racism she sees around her and in the media so, so obinze obinze Another character was raised in a suka. His mom, a professor at Suka University, taught him how to cook and um, fostered his love of books. His upbringing opens many doors for him, and his refined beliefs and mannerisms attract a family to him all the more. His social status, however, doesn't help him secure a visa. And when he can't join Infemelu in America, he goes to Great Britain where he lives and works as an illegal immigrant. Now, like many Nigerian immigrants, Obizan is at the mercy of government and immigration authorities that think nothing of his education. When a treacherous man tips off the police, Obizan is arrested and deported. This experience shames him. In the end, however, it works out in favor because he falls into a lucrative business in Lagos where he becomes a wealthy man. Throughout all of this, he never forgets a female and when she returns to Nigeria, he's forced to choose between her and his wife. Now there are other characters like Obinze's mom, Ifemelu's mother and father, Auntie Ju, and um, there's DK, Auntie Ju's son, there is a general who's Auntie Ju was having an affair with. There was Scott, who is Ifemelu's first American boyfriend. There's Blaine, Ifemelu's second American boyfriend. There's Sean, Blaine's sister. There's Kosi, Obinze's wife. There's Buchi, Obinze's daughter. There's Ginnika, Ifemelu's um, friend since time immemorial. There's Mariama, and then there is Aisha. A whole lot of, you know, people so guys this is where we're going to be stopping today now i have not said everything about the book i'd like us to have this conversation i'd like us to talk about um other characters in the book i'd love us to discuss other things and this will be done on twitter today so listen to this come with your opinion Tell us what you think um, about these characters and all that. For me, I have I do not I do not like the way the book ended because it's just like Ifemelu 
had her cake and she still ate it. I mean, the book, the way the book ended, for me, I felt like the author was trying to pander to her um, American liberal audience and didn't reflect the reality of what is obtainable in Nigeria. Because in reality, Obinze would not leave his wife and child to to go back to Ifemelu, a lady that ghosted him for over 10 years. Bad as he bad, she's just going to end up as his mistress or she would have to move on and everything. So that ending did not quite work out for me. And I felt like Ifem is a very selfish person. Like, she don't just, she feels she can just, you know, do whatever she wants and whenever she wants it without repercussions. You don't just leave and come in and expect that oh that things will still remain the same and then you don't make things the way they are and then you think you think you can give an ultimatum and stuff. No, you shouldn't freedom you don't get to do that to people. And I felt like she was emotionally manipulative of what being said because she um you know she had, she she knows how much she he feels about her. Anyway I'd love to hear your opinion again. So Please, once again, we're sorry we didn't put this content out sooner. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Blue Cop Niger. And um, please favorite this podcast. On behalf of the Blue Cop Niger theme, team, my name is Okay. And um, <laughs> bye for now. I'll see you guys next week.